Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not, in Jesus' name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. Now, the reason why the church membership, one of the reasons why it's perpetrated upon the people with no biblical authority, as we see it promulgated, if you will, today, as we see this executed, one of the reasons is to shut down any voices among the people that would question the authority, pastor or pastors in authority. Now, the way this operates is they have a set of doctrines that they operate from, and nearly without exception, there's a poisonous doctrine in the pond. For example, in the evangelical church world, the cardinal poison doctrine or the golden calf doctrine would be the eternal security heresy, where they have a united front. They've all been indoctrinated themselves into this demonic, this doctrine of devils. And they say things like, we believe in the eternal security of the believer. Now, what are they saying when they do that? They are saying, basically, we don't care what the Bible says. We don't want to hear scriptures that conflict with this doctrine we believe and so they get you to sign up for church membership which basically means you're signing away your own independent abilities and faculties to reason as scripture uses that word reason through the scriptures yourself you're basically signing up to shut up and sit down we're the authorities we control the interpretation of scripture we don't care what you say we don't care what the bible says this is what we believe and we're not going to change now has anybody else seen that about a hundred times at least right now one of the other things they're doing is this is a newer heresy on me and several people I've talked to have never even seen this done yet but we're seeing men that are in leadership positions in the modern church that are deciding or acting like they have the permission from God to decide which parts of the New Testament actually apply to New Testament believers which is absolutely mind-boggling that somebody can be so blind as to buy into this heretical catastrophe. Notice in the end of the whole Bible, right at the very end, verse 18 and 19 of Revelation, the Bible tells us that our names will be removed from the book of life if we add to or take away. And that's what they're doing. They're taking away. They're telling believers that certain parts of the New Testament scriptures don't apply to them. So there they go again, uh, making their pet doctrines, which are heresies, their traditions, above the Word of God. So much so that they're willing to say, well, we don't believe that applies to New Testament believers. 
or only applies to the Jews, which is another even deeper level of a heresy, because there's only one body and one way to God. There's no two ways to God. We're one body in Christ, and God gave us 27 books, every word of which he chose to be in his New Testament canon, and that applies directly to you and I. Notice Revelation 22:18 and 19, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall ask Add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. That would include the lake of fire, saints. Verse 19, And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. But you see, we want to make a God in our own image. As I'm explaining here, and as some of you have seen this transpiring in local building-based churches, or really it's not about the building, but it's about the evil inside side of the men who are operating. Doesn't matter if it's a home church uh, based in a building, whatever. We're, we're seeing this. And what they're doing is creating a God in their own image. Instead of just letting his truth, those who truly know him, let his truth lead them wherever it goes. You know, when there's an investigation of a crime, you hear honest men say, look, we're just going to let the truth lead wherever it leads. Instead of them being abandoned to the Lord and humbled before him, taking him at his word, now they're going to seek to add to and take away from his word and to tell believers, well, that doesn't fit. They're basically saying that doesn't fit in our theological scheme here of things. It exposes our little pet doctrine of eternal security. Once saved, always saved. That's the first lie Satan ever told, by the way. So we're going to go ahead and make a God our own image, and we're going to be the ones who pick and choose what actually applies to New Testament believers and what doesn't. Absolutely unthinkable sinful iniquitous heresy there saints beware of any man who claims that he has permission to decide what applies to believers in the new covenant and what doesn't the new testament tells us that even the old testament was written for our learning all scripture is given by inspiration of god not some of it all of it and is profitable there it is for what doctrine correction reproof and instruction in righteousness but they don't want that doctrine they don't want that correction. They don't want to be instructed in the right ways of the Lord because they got their own agenda, folks. There is no cross. They are enemies of the cross of Christ. And that's why they have this arrogant audacity to somehow believe that they have the divine permission to tell other believers and decide what of God's word that he gave us and chose every word of it, what was to be in the Bible and what was not to be in the Bible. They believe that somehow they have permission to decide what applies and what doesn't. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 says, I am the Lord, I change not. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And that right there, pass away, means it will not, none of his words will be diminished. How about Psalms? How about 89, 34? My covenant, God says, will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Psalm 89:34. Notice Psalm 119:89, which says, "Forever, O Lord, thy word 
is settled in heaven. We've got God's word that he chose to give us, every bit of it, in the 66 glorious books of the canon of Holy Scripture. And I want to encourage you to never discount anything that's in the Bible. God put it there for a reason. That's why it's there. And flee from anyone who would say that any part of it no longer applies to believers. Now, I understand that believers don't sacrifice animals to try to be right in the eyes of God. We trust in the Lamb, the definite article, Lamb of God, who came and died on the cross, that those animal sacrifices of the Old Testament merely pointed to and prefigured. I understand that. But pretty much the rest of it, other than the ceremonial parts of the law and stuff, do apply to us. And the New Testament says in Romans 15:4 that those things in the Old Testament, that is, were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. When Paul is warning us in Corinthians about the sins of the Jews and how God's people and how God cut them off for these five sins, he lists just before this in 1 Corinthians 10, he said, now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition, that is, New Testament believers, upon whom the ends of the world are come. So all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's given to us to be profitable. It applies for doctrine, correction, reproof, and instruction in righteousness. Now, one more thing I want to point out to help in our discernment. Another thing they do when you get into these cultures is they overemphasize the local church. And what they're doing is building their own credentials, if you will, in a lot of cases, to continue to perpetrate this rule of authority, if you will, over the people, and to continue to keep them questioning these men. This is Nicolaitan leadership, which Jesus said he hated their deeds and their doctrines. And we're discussing both right now. Their deeds, how they operate, and their doctrines. We've already pointed out both of those. So they conquered the laity, the people. That's what that means. Nico means conquer. Laetanes means the laity or the people. And they don't do it straight out, usually. They do it very subtly through these systems that they've set up. And those systems in Include and perhaps to finalize this brief message, they include regular conferences. Not all conferences are bad. Jesus separated himself with his disciples, and they went into a mountain and prayed together and rested, Mark 6, 30 and 31. But yet, in these cultures that I'm talking about, they overemphasize their own authority and organization instead of emphasizing and elevating Christ ahead and saying with Paul, let God be true in every man a and letting the Word of God be a lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path and to correct us. Recently, I had a discussion with some gentlemen, and we talked about the fact that in the New Testament, we see a plurality of elders in the setting up of the individual small expressions of fellowship of the body of Christ. And Paul tells Titus to ordain elders, plural, in every city as I appointed thee. Notice elders. And uh, 
Also in the book of Acts, it speaks of the same. Verse 23 of Acts 14. And when they had ordained them elders in every church, notice specifically in every fellowship, and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. So notice plurality of elders. Plurality. And the way they operated was not in a fraternal order. They were individual men of God who served the Lord. You know, we need people in our lives to correct us. And in these organizations, what they do is they build their constituency and those who surround them out of yes men, not out of men that will question them. We all need somebody to question us. Amen. And if you got a problem with people questioning you, you got a pride problem. You're fully yourself in an absolute need of repentance and utterly to lay down your life and be crucified with Christ because you are not the final authority and neither am I. We are but men. God is the final authority. And also, we innocently sometimes believe and see and have notions of things that aren't correct. But when you're so full of pride that you can't be questioned, did Paul question the Bereans when they questioned him or when they tested him? No, Paul celebrated that. Acts 17, 10, 11, they took him to task and weighed everything he was teaching against the Holy Scriptures as they searched the Scriptures daily, whether those things were so. And the Bible says they were more noble. That's noble. That's aggrandized. That's celebrated by God, not discouraged. But in these camps, if you will, which is probably the vast majority of local gatherings today, is to become a den of thieves, to rob the people of the truth, to get their supply, if you will, while they're doing it. First Thessalonians 5.21 Prove or test all things. Hold fast that which is good. Now, if we are to declare that let God be true and every man a liar. That man in there, in that verse, Romans 3, 4, begins with you. It begins with me. And we have to be broken before the Lord, humble. And when we're humble, we're going to be teachable and pliable. It's not about us. It's not about our reputation. It's about the glory of God and agreeing with him and immediately being corrected and publicly saying, I was wrong. I said ABC, but God says D, E, and F. So, I acknowledge that, I am corrected by that, and I'm going to walk forward with that revelation. Amen. One more thing they do is they set up these conferences to where they can get you all separated. That conference is a good now. We see Jesus and his apostles doing that. That's, not, that's a good thing. But we got to be aware of the fact that they take us to these conferences and they control the curriculum and now they're further brainwashing people. They get them away from home. Their guard is down. These are how cults operate. I'm not saying these are absolute cults that are being identified here, but these are very cultic practices. And you need to be aware that these things can be used as tools for them to further indoctrinate and build a constituency of those in agreement with them so that on the local level you got all of these yes men surrounding them and how dare anybody ever question them i mean they said it and that's that's how it is right well they aren't the the head of the body they didn't die to purchase the body of christ so the people of god are not theirs they're God's heritage, First Peter 5, 2, as he's speaking to elders, and let us finish here. First Peter 5, beginning in verse 1 through 6, The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder, Peter says, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed 
the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Now, apparently, it seems, notice, not by constraint, don't be forceful, but willingly. They have to be willing. We can't force people, and not for filthy lucre, to get paid, as, uh, as a hireling does. He does what he does for the money, and not out of a calling from God, whereby he remains, he becomes and remains faithful to the Word of God only, regardless of what his income is. Now, that's a rare man right there. That's what a true elder does in the body of Christ, even though in our day of great apostasy, this is very, very rare. Okay, notice verse 3. Neither as being lords over God's heritage. This is not their heritage. They didn't die for anybody's sins, and even if they tried to, it wouldn't work because they're sinners. The sinless one himself, Christ Jesus, died for the sins of mankind, and he is the chief shepherd, as we read in the next verse. But notice in verse 3, men are not to be lords. They aren't to lord it over God's heritage, but to be examples to the flock. See, this is the opposite of this heavy-handed leadership where men are asserting unwarranted control over the people. Again, that's the Nicolaitanes. Conquer the laity, the people. Conquer the people. Revelation 2, verse 6 and 15. Verse 4, 1 Peter 5, as we close. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Now, only the elders who are obeying God and being examples to the flock that overseeing them according to what scripture teaches and not heavy-handedly coercing, manipulating, controlling the people are going to receive this crown of glory. Verse 5, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. They're to be submitted and subjected one to another. Notice, all members of the body of Christ. Then he says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. May God increase our discernment by his spirit and his word. In Jesus name. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered scripture-rich edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture rich and Christ centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised by the way for those who are supporting and feel free to visit our donate page on the site and you can use your debit card, PayPal or Patreon and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so and a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.